At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, and I got to press record on my garage band. Hold on, let me test it. Testing. Okay, cool. All right, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of singlewomanchronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And I have a special guest today. Introduce yourself, lovely young lady. Hey, everybody. My name is Sinquetta, and I am a certified life coach and I help women reset after a setback you know because I do feel like being single as Ashley said you know is something that we should like enjoy and be proud of you know so I'm excited to be here today and thanks for having me Ashley awesome let me tell y'all something we did not plan this hair but our hair looks similar <laughs> got up over here looking like cousins <laughs> <laughs> Great minds look alike. Yeah. Exactly. Over here looking like cousins. Yeah. But um, so today we're continuing my series of overcoming, and we're going to be talking about overcoming single after 30. Now listen, <laughs> I don't know about you, girl, but people really be looking at you with a side eye if you're a woman single after 30. Mm-hmm. Like it's really ghetto. Do you get that <laughs> like that negativity? Uh I don't really get it too much. I feel like I only really feel it when I get on social media. Like the pressures, and then you hear what quote unquote those high value men talk about and say that you're in your peak when you're, you know, younger. So other than that, in real life, I don't get it too much. I know my mom's ready for like grandkids and all that good stuff, but you know, at the same time, <laughs> they understand. And then I really feel like being single just kind of empowers you in a way because you realize after being in certain situations, um, this ain't what I really want, you know, what I was settling for. So let me heal, work on myself, and then I feel like I can pick the right mate for me, or I'm showing up as my authentic self so my mate can find me, kind of thing. So. Other than that, that's the only time I really feel it. It's just like maybe the social media pressures or, you know, what people say, society tells you, oh, you should have this by this age. This yes. by this age. But yeah. It's a societal norm more than it is anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more than it is anything. And I'm saying that um, not like I don't want to be in a relationship. I do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> want a husband. I uh, want a kid, at least one. Um, we can talk about two, but <laughs> at least one. But um, so I think this topic is very important because I know there is a lot of women who 
they aren't as self-aware as we are. They don't have the tools to battle the um, negativity that comes along with being single at this age because a lot of people feel like there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what do you do? And we had already discussed this topic, but then this young lady went viral from TikTok. Um, she was posted on XO Nicole. And I just want you to play this and we'll kick it off with this because y'all got to hear what this young lady said. Because listen, sweetie, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard out here in these streets. Hold on, let me pull up my stuff, y'all. My bad, my bad. I was supposed to be ready. I just had like the craziest saddest thought um i'm in the stage of life where i'm watching all my friends get married and have babies and find love and i had another talking phase yet again fall through and my friend was like you know you'll meet the one one day don't give up but now I'm at a point where I hope I don't because what happens if I meet him and he wants kids and I'm too old to not be able to give him any? So it's easier for me to say I don't want kids. Having like a weird existential. So this young lady is gorgeous and I'm not just she saying pretty. Mm-hmm. she's pretty. She has the big curly hair. Um, very you could tell she works out. She's thin in her face. <laughs> She's just really pretty, um, aesthetically pleasing. Um, and so it's just sad to hear her because she's 30 talking like this. Mm-hmm. And 30 is not old. Right. So it's just crazy. I always say this to my black people. Black people make it seem like 30 is old to be having a kid. But white people been having kids in their 40s and 50s for years. Uh, ain't nobody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, I be seeing men by 60 years old walking with a three-year-old son and daughter. Mm-hmm. And you telling me that that's too old. Like I come in it when I first saw it, I actually saw it on TikTok. I commented under her her um video and was like, My grandmother had my mom in her 50s. My mom got married for the first time at 50. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we panicking honey mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the social pressures so uh hearing that what were your thoughts well it's like you said the social pressures and like she said she's looking at her friends you know what I mean and I feel like that kind of messes us up when we're looking at other people instead of running our own race you know she may have a calling on her life like God may have her single in this season for a reason does not mean she's always going to be this way and like you said your mom got married at 50 for the first time right you said it so okay let's say she meets the man of her dreams today like you said 30 is still young like if she plans to be like married for the rest of her life she still got like a good 30 40 50 years to live and be married so sometimes i feel like uh we don't know how to be content in this season that we're in. Cause I'm pretty sure she has things going on. Like she could be traveling right now. It's that's the thing. You ever hear the expression like single people want to be married and married people want to be yes. single? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it her being single, she has freedom. She doesn't have to check in with anybody. She can get up and go as she pleases. So sometimes I don't think that we like recognize that, like the freedoms that you do have, because 
when you get married and have kids and stuff like that, your life is no longer your own. You know what I mean? So, I mean, of course you can do both. You can still travel and all those good things, but you know what I mean? Like your child's needs, your husband's needs will come first. You know what I mean? It's about the family. You can't just like do what you want to do anymore. So I just, that's the thing that I thought when I heard her, she's Mm -hmm. comparing herself to her friends, looking at everyone else. And also like, I feel like, don't ever lose hope. I'm one of those people. I don't care what the situation look like. Okay. Sarah in the Bible was what 90 when she had her first child. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just have to hold on to the promise. Like if it's something that you really believe in, you want to see to come to pass, it does not matter what the situation looks like. Do not look at your clock, your eggs. This, this. We say we're God as like a miracle worker. So he can do all things. You know what I mean? So that's another thing. I just don't want her to lose hope because I, yeah. I have her kind of losing hope. While she was talking, and it kind of made me feel sad. Like, girl, it is okay. Like you said, I should go down in her comments too. Like, girl, be encouraged. Girl, don't don't act like it's normal. She not sixty. You is thirty. Papa <laughs> Inga, <laughs> you is thirty. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were bashing her. Of course, these people oh, that were like, you know, she sounds desperate. She's this. She's that. Blah blah blah. So here's my thing, and it really grinds my gears because people love to say what they would do in shoes that they've never walked in. Mm-hmm. And it really grinds my gears because God broke me of that a long time ago. When I was like in my like teens, in college, early 20s, he broke the whole, oh, I'd never do that. It couldn't be me out of me real quick because a lot of stuff I said couldn't be me. It ended up being me. And I was like, okay, God, I get it. I get it. Right. I get it. <laughs> so it's like people love to say what they could have, would have, should have done if you've never walked in your her, her shoes. Because even if you can be like, oh, well, it got to be something wrong with her or whatever, whatever. Like, unless you grew up in her background went to the school she went to, got the job she got. You know what I mean? Like, come on, people. And people are like, oh, you need to move to get a better chance. What? Have y'all met men? You think moving on? <laughs> Social media everywhere. Dating guys say everywhere. Now, I can say, for example, I'm from Mississippi. I always say if I still was in Mississippi, I'd be married with kids by now because the culture is there slower. Mm-hmm. So I have a higher chance because people's, American dream there is to go to college, get a good job, find a nice pl- person, get married, have a kid, live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's not the culture in Atlanta. That's not the culture in LA. That's not the culture in New York. That's not the right. culture in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like these big cities. So you telling this girl the nice career she has that she can only do in LA to move to find a man? Mm-hmm. Is you crazy? You <laughs> <laughs> <That> sound dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You sound dumb, like for real. But I have to admit that I've been her before. Mm-hmm. I've been her. That's how I can make a co- podcast called Overcoming Single After 30 because I used to be her. Mm-hmm. I used to be the girl that thought my life was doomed because I didn't have no man. I used to be the girl that thought if I was in a relationship, I would be happy. I used to be the girl that was losing hope and felt like, you know what, let me just date anybody. Or I started lying and saying, I don't want a husband. I just want a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I used to be her. So I totally <laughs> get where she is. And I would never bash a woman for saying that. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so dumb to me. And people are just so heartless and ignorant. But 
people are going through their it's like people love going through their own stuff and saying what they won't do but they already got their demons that they're dealing with like exactly would a dude that's cheating i wouldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) you see right so have you have you dealt with that like feeling that she's dealt with yes i remember feeling in despair too like And I wonder, okay, it's so many things I feel like you can unpack because sometimes I do feel like if you move to like a new town and you're kind of by yourself away from like family support kind of thing, it will make you feel that much, you may feel that much more lonelier. Because I remember feeling that way when I was in Georgia State, I went to uh, Georgia State for grad school and I'm just like, okay, I went to undergrad, it's time for a husband, I'm in grad, you know what I mean? Like, okay, that's the next thing, that should be the next point in my life why isn't it showing up and then i remember telling myself that's okay because next year i'm gonna be at my fiance's uh because it was around the holidays it'd be the holidays that really be getting you you know what i mean these are the holidays season of depression is real yeah oh my god and valentine's day and they bike the bike (laughs) (laughs) christmas yes everybody all of a sudden the couples be having meetings because they got these pajamas i ain't never seen before because right. <laughs> i ain't seen these pajamas nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes I get that, that's when it really be so yeah i felt that way too like okay next year is my year i'm gonna be with my fiance for christmas but you know that didn't happen you know what they say like when you tell god your plans, he'll laugh or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that yeah. quote, but something like that. So it's just like, when I think about it too, mm, I just feel like, you know how the Bible say, be anxious for nothing. And I really feel like that includes marriage and things like that. Yeah. Like it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Cause even back then when I thought I was ready, like knowing what I know now, she's like, no, you wouldn't have made a good wife. I would have probably made like my husband, my everything. I would have put him on the pedestal. Yeah, for sure. And that is a no go. <laughs> now I know I am the good thing, you know, as the Bible say to me, and if finds a wife, finds a good thing. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to have that energy to know, like, okay, I'm a blessing, you know what I mean? Like I oh, <laughs> created Eve for Adam, you know. So before it was just like, okay, I want to be with somebody to validate me. And I really feel like that was a no-go. Now I'm at the place where I'm validating myself. I know that I'm worthy whether I'm with someone or not. You know what I mean? So I definitely, like you said, understand how she felt, been there. But, you know, I'm glad, hopefully, okay, I'm surprised you said people were dragging her. Were there some people, thank goodness you were, but were there other people in the comments that were at least uplifting her? Okay. Because at least she spoke it out, you know? Yeah, people can come behind it. Like, I'm a person that's on TikTok and I have a good bit of followers on there. Um, you get a lot of positivity most of the time, but then you do get some randomly negative people who just like to hear themselves talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You just be confused. So, it was like those random comments because sometimes it depends on what mood you're in. Because sometimes when I see those comments, I'm like, you sound dumb, and I keep (laughs) it moving, but sometimes it'll hit and be like, what are you talking about? And so you don't want to respond. So I did see her respond to one of those comments. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 not the majority, it's the minority. But that's all we we as humans, I feel like, focus more on the negative than we do the positive. It could be 98% positive, but that two percent <laughs> that's true. That's that negative. We'll focus on that. Mm-hmm. But before we unpack validation and all of this. 
because like me, I'm very practical and I'm analytical and I like to make my message so simple that you get it. Even mm -hmm. if you've never got it before, I want you to get it now. Um, the whole validation and being a whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's so oversaturated because nobody's explaining the importance and why you should be whole before going into anything, mm -hmm. right? So I want to go back and ask you a question so we can lead up to the point where you did overcome it. So what was your plan when you were like growing up for your relationship life? Like, what did you tell yourself? Like, I'll be married by this age, have a kid by here. <laughs> like, what was mm -hmm. that plan for you? Um, I think it was pretty much that the, the typical kind of, I want to be married by the time I'm 25, like after college kind of thing. The, the typical, what you hear most women say, but mm -hmm. honestly, I had to realize like, okay, as they talk about childhood trauma or your childhood kind of shapes how you view things. So honestly, I remember when I was like, a maybe like 11 or 12, remember saying like, it's okay if a man leaves me, I'm just going to make sure I have enough money. So, you know, mm -hmm. if he leaves me with the kid, I can support myself. Because honestly, I never really seen husband, husband and wife together. Mm -hmm. I kind of came from an environment where it was like single women. So I thought that was norm, normal. You know what I mean? So I had to instill that get money <laughs> mm -hmm. or or you're going to be by yourself kind of thing. Like a man could leave you with kids. So I used to think like, OK, I'm going to work hard. So even if he leaves me, I'll still be OK. But now I realize like. That was the wrong mindset to have. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be husband, wife. You know what I mean? A child needs both parents. So um, really, that's why I think like now I'm trying to put things in the rightful place. You know what I mean? Now mm -hmm. I do see the value of companionship, two people walking side by side kind of thing. Because before I really didn't have that. And I remember watching the episode on Moesha. And yes. I remember, okay, let me, let me tell yes. you. <laughs> I remember watching the episode of Moesha. And um, Moesha said to her father, like, yeah, I love Q. And her dad was like, what do you know about love? And she was like, well, I think I know what love is based off of you and D. I see you and D interact. And I thought, I'm like, oh, I never seen that. So maybe that's why I never really aspired to it too much. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I wanted it. I knew it was supposed to happen, but I didn't like. I don't know. It was just kind of me versus me time. So that's why I know I did in the back of my mind have those ideas like, yeah, I do want to be married by a certain time period. But also I had to realize like maybe subconsciously I was keeping myself single because that's kind of what I seen. So hope that made sense. <laughs> oh, it did make sense. So how was your dating experiences like in high school and college? And do you think that those negative beliefs in the back of your head like affected you? And mm -hmm. if so, how? Um, all right. So I feel like I was always one of the people that was talking to somebody. Maybe I was like really afraid of commitment for real. Like I was always in that talking stage, but I found like nothing wrong with it because as in that, you know, you are sometimes it is instilled with you, like get your career first, go to school, do the, do these things first and then look for a husband, man kind of thing. So my mind was always on that kind of thing, but I feel like, you know, I could have done both. <laughs> Right, you know right. what I mean? Could have done both, but there were really like, guys who were like, "You feel like you let like, get away," or like, <laughs> honestly, no. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, because then at the same time, that's true. When you're going on your dating thing, I still felt like no one was really the one mm -hmm. either. In a way, I kind of felt like I was just, 
I don't, they were all nice guys, but just not nice for me. You know what I mean? Like, I can kind of make it work with anybody, but do I really want to? Like, you know, I want my match, the person that's really going to fit me. And I really feel like no one really fit because I really didn't know myself still either. So mm. it makes perfect sense, like, you know, right. when I really think about it. But yeah, I, I actually don't feel that way. But now that I'm more intentional, oh, yeah, right. I'm like watching out and paying attention, you know, letting love find me and being open to like, Love maybe not looking like someone that looks like me too. You know, that's another thing oh, I felt sure. like. <laughs> I, for me, mine was very like, uh, it was just really ghetto for me because <laughs> I knew I like my dad walked out when I was young. So my first vision of a man who's supposed to love me was exit. So mm -hmm. I had heavy abandonment issues. So I clung. So when you have abandonment, you're going to do one one or two things. You're going to cling or you're going to flee. Mm -hmm. So I wish I was the flee, but I was not. I was the cling. <laughs> so then I had my mom who was just very like closed off, younger growing up in high school, college, all of that. Um, So I didn't have anyone to teach me game on how to date or nothing. Mm -hmm. So it was a blind leading a blind child. So all I did was bump my head. That's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stupid stupid and stupider <laughs> so like just my goal was to be because my mom didn't let me date in high school and I really feel like she um stunted my growth and <laughs> made me stupid because when I went to college like I didn't know what I was doing mm -hmm. so a lot of experiences that a lot of people had in high school I didn't get to have that because my mom was so strict thinking she was protecting me when really it just made me wild out in college like <laughs> so when I got to college, my mission was get someone to wife you because getting wifed up makes you valuable mm -hmm. because the man who's supposed to love me left that devalued me. So now in order to get that value back, I need to get a man, but I can't just get any man. I need the man that everybody want because that'll make me even more validated. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. I'm so that chick. Huh? Like I'm that chick. Yes. Uh -huh. exactly. So I had horrible man picking skills. I would just go after the worst of the worst guys. And there were some nice guys along the way, but with the nice guys, and honestly, even with guys, when I look back now, even with a lot of the guys who I did like and were actually that guy, I self-sabotaged because the abandonment and then the insecurities I had within myself, because I was always thinking a guy like that would never be with me. Mm. So I was self-sabotage like all the time. So I was basically having the adverse effect of what I actually wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that just went on from like high school to college to early 20s. And then around like 25, like I was just so depleted because I wanted a relationship so bad. Like I literally by that time, I started thinking there was something wrong with me. Because by 25, I had not had a significant relationship. Everybody around me had these one-year relationships, two years, three years, five years. Me, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely mm -hmm. nada. So I felt like, oh, my God, something's wrong with me. I have to have a relationship in order to prove to myself there's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So ended up with a guy who I knew wasn't right for me, but he wanted to commit. And I'm like, if I stay in this relationship for at least a year, that will validate me. I was extremely unhappy. Definitely getting cheated on, but I let him cheat in peace because I was just trying to ride this year out. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> so it's like I'm going through all of this and I'm so obsessed with get a man, get a man, get a man, get a man that I lost myself. 
But honestly, I never knew myself to lose it. So I lost somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like going through that type of journey and then getting back up on the other side and then Mm -hmm. quote unquote doing it the right way. Then I become celibate. Then I'm thinking like, okay, Jesus, I'm celibate now. (laughs) Where's my man? You need to reward me. Uh (laughs) What is going on here? And still not getting it. And not understanding that, hey, you did not become celibate to get a man. You became celibate to get closer to me and to basically do what I told you to do in the first place in the Bible. Your body's a temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're avoiding a sexual immortality. What are mm-hmm. you doing with your life anyway? What is sex mm-hmm. done for you besides hurt you? Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just going through that journey and hitting a place like, I remember my, I celebrate my no sex anniversaries, anniversary is what I call it. And my second year, I didn't even want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, cause this is dumb. I've been on clink clink for two years and there's no man in sight. I don't want to celebrate this. This is stupid. <laughs> so I had reached that point with this young lady in this video. Cause I'm like, okay, I understood it. In my early twenties. I understood it in my mid twenties. Cause I was stupid. I was walling out. I was having sex. I was doing all this craziness. But now I'm not. God, why am I still single? This is dumb. <laughs> like, I get it from the first part. My first season, you're worthless. You think you want to get married in a worthless state? Are you crazy? Now you're worthy. You feel it, but you still single. Why is that? Then I'm hit the whole stage that you were in. You're going to put a man on a pedestal. You still think a man is more important than who you are. Mm-hmm. So, you still gonna be single. <laughs> I'm like, but Jesus, come come on now. <laughs> then still going year three. And I'm like, okay, God, what are we doing? Then he dealt with my anxious attachment style, mm-hmm. which is a whole other beast that I talk about a lot. Cause reading this book called Attached, I always talk about it. It changed my life. So my attachment style had me, the way I pursued relationships was wrong. It was mm-hmm. flawed. So I always came out being hurt because I was attaching myself before trusting somebody. Mm-hmm. I was attaching. And this is without sex. Still mm-hmm. bumping my head. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's showing me this blind spot. And he's like, okay, this is still why you're single. Then the next year comes along. And then like my final straw was like, all right, after this person. I'm like, I done thought I, I felt like Jonathan McReynolds. I'm in cycles. Didn't mm-hmm. I conquer this last year? <laughs> <laughs> But God kept revealing blind spots. So right now I'm in the midst of unlearning my type because I realized that I had this type for so long and I was leading with lust because the looks were more important than character to me. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, we got to switch that. So I just went through this whole sermon because <laughs> this is why I'm single. Because when you are called to something, mm-hmm. your life isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Because what's going to happen is God going to give you a promise. And guess what you're going to go through? Through a wilderness. Yes. <laughs> then while you're in the wilderness, the other side still ain't easy. Because guess what's going to come? A fight, a battle. Mm-hmm. Before they can come through, go into the promised land out of Exodus, they had to go and fight. Mm-hmm. They had to fight the Jebusites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, all them people. So it's a fight right now. So for me, I finally realized that, okay. Having 
the desire to be in a relationship is okay. Mm-hmm. But it should not consume your life. Right. It should not be something that makes you so broken inside that you like, I just want to give up and move. Why is your life so surrounded by <laughs> like, why is it that important that it'll make you literally uproot your life in hopes of finding a man? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that if you found a man and he is amazing and he's like, baby, come move with me and you're not prayed about it and you going cool. But you're talking about leaving your career. Is <laughs> <laughs> you crazy? So mm-hmm. my overcoming single after 30 was understanding and being aware of all of the nooks and crannies of brokenness that I had built up for 20 something years that God was trying to bring out of me. <laughs> and the, how long I've been celibate child, it'd be five years in April. Oh, oh. birthday month. I love April. So. See, yeah. <laughs> When's your birthday? The 12th. Oh, it's April 24th. I was like, Hey, oh. <laughs> But so for me, although it, it it can feel like a torturous, lonely place sometimes, I had to realize that it was literally for my own good. Because mm-hmm. going through, going in a relationship worthless, going in a relationship anxious, going in a relationship, dating a type that I know is not good for me, is not going to lead me nowhere but to unhappiness, divorce, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the above. So that is how I overcame mm-hmm. <laughs> being single after 30 because I'm okay. <laughs> you're satisfied and look and look what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like I know you mentioned like, you know, you felt like you weren't that prepared going into relationship when you hit college, but you know those bump in the heads produce this. And now you helping <laughs> other women. That's you know what I mean? Y'all see how you shameless plug my book out. No, but seriously, like, and I remember telling you, like, I felt like um, it was the closure chapter. Like, you Mm -hmm. were telling my story. So it made me feel like, you know, not so alone. You know what I mean? So, yes, like you said, I feel like, you know, you have a calling on your life. You know what I mean? Where you're called, you know, it's going to be hard, but it's not just for you, but the women that's coming, you know, behind you. Okay. If Ashley can do it, I can do it too. You know what I mean? Like keeping your help, keeping women um, from going into like soul ties that they may, you know, may like, they may not be able to untangle themselves out of, you know what I mean? So the thing is kind of deeper than us. It's kind of deeper than just getting in a relationship or a marriage or something like that. Yes. Like you said, we desire is cool, but you know, sometimes like God just could have like, just trust him. You know, everything is going to fall into place how it's supposed to. But in the meantime, we're going to maximize our singleness. We're going to write the books. We're going to get in shape. We're going to uh, go travel. We're going to like, you know, do our thing. So I just want people, like you said, don't uproot your life. Don't, you know, because then when you get it, it may not be everything that you thought it would be. I had to learn that too. I remember listening to this lady um on YouTube. I was to her a lot, Anointed Fire. She was saying like... <laughs> Sometimes we had these fantasies in our minds, but then when you're actually married, the man going to come in the house, sit down, uh, read his newspaper and watch TV. And you'll realize like this man is just normal. So all that Disney rainbow berry gummy drops. Oh, he's going to come in, take me ravishly. Like that may not happen. Like, you know what I mean? His farts going to stink. Breakfast is morning. Breakfast. Gonna, you know what I mean? So like, it's okay. Like sometimes I think we just 
over romanticize this thing. But really, I realized like, okay, marriage is like for a kingdom purpose. You know what I mean? Like now, okay, I get, yes, lovey-dovey, beautiful pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I'm walking with my partner to break generational curses, to help raise up godly children. You know what I mean? So it's like a purpose and a plan in that too. Not just the like cute rainbow butter fly stuff that I used to think it was, you know what I mean? Like they're just really like giving up of yourself as well. Kind of like, you know, Christ, you know how he gave up his self for sacri- us. It's sacrifice. Yes. It's literal kind of sacrifice. You, you are a literal servant. Marriage done the right way makes you a servant to your partner. That there means it go. makes the man a servant to his wife. It makes mm-hmm. the wife a servant to her husband. I have to say man servant to wife first because I ain't got time for po- folks <laughs> Be like, oh, you're trying to call a woman a sweetie. If you read the Bible, Uh (laughs) the whole concept of marriage was actually God using marriage in the like the husband and the bridegroom um, Mm -hmm. and the wife. That's what I'm trying to say. Bridegroom and the wife as the relationship between him and his followers. So that's the concept. If you want to read the Bible, honey, because that's where marriage stemmed from. And mm-hmm. all the people be like, oh, you ain't got to be a Christian to be married. You don't, but understand that that is where it comes from. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So yeah, I, like you said, I understand it. I get it. And like I said, I appreciate your transparency and your walk. And like you said, the same thing with the young lady. I appreciate her transparency because now we're having these conversations, you know, trying to each one teach one, uplift each other in this thing. Yeah, and we're not alone. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'd be feeling alone um in most of this and be feeling like we're crazy because this is the thing. We're li- we live in a society that unfortunately romanticizes toxicity. Mm-hmm. I was listening to I'm a fan of like most rappers, but because I'm older, I don't take their lyrics to heart and live my life like that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the younger generation does. So that's why people are out here popping pills, shooting people, you know, having sex, thinking it's a city girl society on dates the first day asking for money because a lot of people do live their life by their only idols because their parents are not teaching them what they need to be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Moneybag Yo's song, the one that he sampled the DMX song. But the song is basically about a toxic relationship. (laughs) How she smashed his homeboy. How she says she not single, but she was having sex with him. But she always ends up coming back on my line. And I was just listening to the song like, this is why these folks crazy. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) This is why. Uh Because y'all are tripping. That as well as the whole you complete me thing. As well as people thinking marriage is cute. So let's do it because we like each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Y'all see little Kim and Kanye. <laughs> what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I just want people to understand, like, I just did a podcast with my homegirl who's been married for eight years. And she talks about how being married doesn't, like, bring you happiness. You have to have it already. Mm-hmm. But, again, understanding that we are literally, like, to like people walking around with two heads in society because we're okay with just being single until the right one comes along and we're not rushing or desperate or believing the hype that oh men are becoming extinct there's 10 to 1 ratio I don't care exactly <laughs> I will be the one then you know what I mean I'm over here like somebody get divorced soon and he's gonna go heal and he'll come find I don't know 
know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can turn somebody around tomorrow. I don't know, but I'm just over here chilling. But I do want to give people just tips on like what they can do in their season when they're feeling like this young lady. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you have any tips, but I'll go, I'll do what we'll go back and forth. So the okay. first thing I would say is always regroup and evaluate why do you want a relationship so bad anyway? Cause you already said it. The reason she wants it, she didn't say because she just is in dire need of a relationship. It was two things that stuck out. One, like you said, comparison and two rejection. Mm -hmm. She says she keeps having talking stages that go wrong. When we get rejected, no matter if it's a person who is good catch or a bad catch, we're going to feel that impact. It takes Mm -hmm. away a bit of our self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. So we try to find ways to overcome that hit to our self-worth. And a lot of the times we try to find it by finding another partner or replacing that person. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Look at your reasoning for doing it. If your reasoning for wanting love is anything other than an internal thing, baby, we got to evaluate some things. <laughs> like, we got to, we got to do it. Cause for me, my biggest reason I already talked about it was abandonment issues And wanted to validate myself because I did not think that I was good enough because I couldn't obtain a relationship that was long enough to make me feel valued. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible reason to want a relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you start to feel like that, sit down with yourself or a therapist, which I really highly recommend, and ask yourself, why do I want a relationship so bad? Why is it making me so sad that I feel like I'm... I don't even want to talk about kids or I'm that hopeless at the tender age of 30. Mm-hmm. So what's your tip? That was a great tip because I feel like I had to get to that point too. That's literally, I was um, reading a book. It's like a man fast or something. And one of the questions was like, ask yourself, why do you want to get married? And literally I said something similar. Like I just, I'm, I just want to feel like I'm liked by some or love, like them choosing me makes me feel like, I, okay, I'm validated. And I'm glad you brought up like talking to a therapist and things like that, because I just learned through like YouTube university, YouTube therapy, I <laughs> that YouTube. I am codependent. I did, oh. I thought that codependency was just like, oh, you feel like you need to be in a relationship, but no, codependency can also be like, you feel like you need a relationship to feel good about yourself. So I was like, oh, that is me. Oh, okay. So look at this. I'm unpacking stuff. So sometimes I feel like we can kind of uh, reverse things like, okay, we're preparing to get we're preparing for marriage by going through the healing and stuff like that. But who's to say God's not preparing that man to go through like stripping him of some things too. So he's like in the right shape and form for you when you guys do say I do to you. So I think about that too. Like, you know, God could be preparing the man as he's preparing you as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So especially when you do pray, it's like, okay, we can get married tomorrow. But does that mean that's the man that God has for us? You know what I mean? Like once you prayed about it, okay, that's when things, because God's not going to put his name on things. You know what I mean? He's not going to stamp stuff that you just put together for yourself. When you ask God to come in through, he has to be glorified. You know what I mean? So I don't think he's going to send you somebody else's husband. You know, so some people pray, you know, some people think that like, oh, he's with somebody now, but Lord, that ain't the one for, no, that's, that's not 
God's not in that. So certain things we just got to know, like you got to know the character of God, you know? So, okay. My tip, I'm going to have to go back to your book again because it's the first thing that came to me. What she's um, talking about is how to ask your ex. Um, a guy who has unhealthy relationships for the people who are not watching but listening. Uh, that oh, again yes. is how to ex your ex a guide towards getting past unhealthy relationships. Okay, as you are. <laughs> so, chapter nine, guys, because it made me think sit in it. And I remember reading that chapter, it's like to get over it, I do feel like it's okay to cry, it's okay to like just let it out, understand why you are feeling this way, you know what I mean? Like get it out because sometimes you don't even know it's there so i appreciate that she step one you know even though she was crying and a lot of good stuff i mean sit in it it's okay cry your tears feel that feeling like oh why it's okay like i want you to feel that <laughs> and that's my one tip i'm glad she did it so back to you <laughs> thank you <laughs> definitely sit in it because i think even healing is never a place you arrive to that's why it's called healing. It's mm -hmm. ing. You're you're continuing ongoing you journey from certain things, but every day we're taking hits. Mm -hmm. So we're always and we're always changing. Mm -hmm. So what you liked or enjoyed in one season may be different in the next season. So even now that I understand my process and I understand my single, I still have moments where I feel lonely and I cry, mm -hmm. and I just sit in it, like she says. And I just feel my feeling and I keep going because mm -hmm. who was I listening to the other day? We were talking about um, suppress, trying to suppress. There's this thing called the great suppression test. Trying to suppress something will make you think about it more than wow. just. Mm -hmm. So the times where you're like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. You know, that you think about it more Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of just letting it happen, letting it be with you in that moment and then moving on, just, just sit in it. Like she mm -hmm. said. My next thing um, I would say is this is something that I'm doing currently. Watch what you're letting in your eye and your ear gates. Mm. Okay, y'all. There is an epidemic going on right now. And that's these men with podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> now, we joke about it because there's that whole joke going around with the women. We put on like the men like uh, filter on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we talk like these men sounding, but seriously, a lot of the times we consume this information all day and we're consuming it in a mindless state, right? And although we think it's mindless, it becomes a part of your psyche because mm -hmm. it's running through your mind. And then if you're not a person that thinks about what you're thinking about, it's all kinds of stuff being developed and becoming beliefs in your brain that you're not even clear of. Yeah. So what I noticed was I was on like TikTok a lot. And because of the content that I post, a lot of these men and women talking about dating and relationships and the, the bad part about it was coming up and it was making me frustrated with the process of dating period, making me feel like all y'all trash and throw all the single men away. <laughs> Like, but I had to take a step back and I was with God and God was like, turn it off. Just turn it off. So now, like when I see those posts, I don't care. I'm strolling. Mm -hmm. This ain't feeling me. What are we talking about? I'm trying to look at natural hair products. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to see um 
some fitness stuff. Give me some um mm -hmm. good conditioners and lip gloss. Oh my God, mm -hmm. Rihanna's pregnant. <laughs> so watch what you're consuming because if all you're listening to is like sad love songs about how love went wrong and all you're hearing is men talk about high value and women arguing it, it's, it's going to cloud you. You're not going to want to deal with none of that. So right. get off, like clear your mind, reset, go watch something else. Mm -hmm. Go watch a love story. I would say stay away from euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> go watch you. I've been watching half and half. Like she said, Moesha, go get you some Wayans brothers, Martin. Something light, uplifting. Something light uplift you and Blast. outlet mm -hmm. that doesn't make you feel like all of this stuff is in vain. So that's, that's another tip. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And again, that was a good tip because literally that's what came to me today. Like, okay, I understand learning about relationships and the do's and the don'ts, but sometimes I'm just like, Sinquita, this is too much. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, just live life. <laughs> right, right. Let's teach her. I can't. Yes. <laughs> like you said, I started trying to look up marriages, like people that have been married for like 20, 30 years. Let me just hear their story because that's, and it, that's uh, what I want. You know what I mean? So right. start like paying attention to what you want and not listen to people that's telling you why you can't get it. Oh, you're not this age. You don't have, you have these kids. Like, forget all that. You know what I mean? It's almost, if you think about it in a spiritual way, it, it's again, like something that's trying to like strip your hope. You know what I mean? Or yeah. your faith. It's it just kind of like a dart that's like, that will penetrate your mind and sit there. So yes. no more happiness. Yes. <laughs> but um, my tip, if I was talking to her, will also be like, okay, um, all right. One could be like, I wonder what she's doing with her free time. Like, okay, mm -hmm. if you want to meet men, like, okay, you said she has a good career probably or whatever. She could start going to like associations, just being social, you know, get with some, some friends, just, just live and be out and about. I'm always a person that's just like, all right, <laughs> Build your brand. I listen to a lot of Tony Gaskins, and he talks about that. The B, the three Bs, your brain, oh, brand, yeah. and your body. Yeah. <laughs> so I always feel like it's always something to do. And, and Dame Dash, y'all know I love Dame Dash. He was like, if you got time to think, you're not working. So it's almost like if you have time to kind of feel sorry for yourself, then, like, you got to do something. You got to make motion. And also, yeah. volunteer. Give back. I always feel like when I give back or help somebody else, it helps me to not look at what I'm going through because someone could have it that much more worse. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing wrong. Like we said, like, it's nothing wrong with having the desire for a husband and things like that. But it could be someone like far away in another country that's crying and don't know where their next meal is coming from. Right. So it's just like when you put things in perspective, it's like, oh, you know, this isn't the worst thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's always someone that could, and not to like minimize that desire either, but you know, it's just like, sometimes we're just kind of so me focused in our desires. And sometimes we don't realize like the good things that we do have for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just spend some time being grateful. I write a gratitude list of the things that you do have, you know, you, you do have. And you, I know you've seen that meme where it's just like high sleep, knowing that I'm not being cheated on. You know what I mean? So like her friends, like we talked about, like your friends can be in a relationship, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know what happens behind those pretty Instagram pictures. Like they look really pretty, beautiful and curated. And it really may be that way in real life. Like, you know what I'm not trying to say like 
they're fronting, but it's some people that really are, you know? So right. I know I said a couple things, but oh no, no, those are good. Definitely volunteering and being grat like gracious, like grateful for what you want. Um, and yeah, and like we said in the beginning, that co listen, comparison will get you every time. That's why like social media breaks are so important. Like just get mm -hmm. off, turn yeah. it off, turn it off, take 24 hours of no social media, watch your life change. Yeah. <laughs> Stay off that discovery page because that'd be my problem. Watch your life change in 24 hours. Like in 24 hours, you start thinking about stuff and having ideas. You'd be like, wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know they had a plant out here. There's some flowers. Out <laughs> but um my um last tip would be to do something new. Um, kind of like what you said, just like getting out and volunteering and, and everything, but um, so I know what doesn't work for me. Well, maybe that's the last two things. So one, once you, my first thing was to evaluate, um, why you want the relationship. But once you evaluate that, you want to start digging up those things that are like keeping you in this state of unhappiness or surrounding your single. Right. So what's going to happen with that is you're doing self exploring and then you're discovering who you are you're becoming aware of your triggers you're becoming aware of things that went wrong and how you may have self-sabotaged and so on and so on right so once you come to this realization of self-awareness then you're going to pivot <laughs> what i mean by that is you're going to do something new for example i just started talking to y'all about my self-dating experiences so i do this now because dating apps don't work for me Mm -hmm. dating apps don't work for Ashley Kara guys because <laughs> one <laughs> I'm celibate and most dating apps are hookup apps mm -hmm. so that's not gonna do nothing for me mm -hmm. and two I I have a very very low tolerance for stupidity mm -hmm. <laughs> and so if I'm on there and I encounter 10 stupid people at once it's getting deleted like I would be on day naps and delete them every three hours. It was so stupid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like because what people don't understand is dating apps don't guarantee you better dating experiences. It just exposes you to more people, right? At one time. Mm -hmm. So when you're exposed to that many people at one time, and then a lot of them are stupid, you're gonna start to feel bad because you're like, dang. Man, really out here dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't work for me. So I started to pivot. So in my pivoting, that's me going out and just positioning myself to possibly be approached. Bam, yeah. <laughs> my goal isn't necessarily to find a man. That would be great. But it's also to get me outside of my comfort zone because I'm very, very shy. And I do know that like, in order to, and people will be like, you're not shy, you outgoing. You could be outgoing and shy. But yeah. you know, people I don't know, I'm not talking to nobody. <laughs> Unless you talk to me. But for like networking purposes, I think it'll be great for me to be less shy and to be more like forward with conversation. So that's why I'm doing like self-dating. And that's why like I'm trying to be in the gym more, although like I'm being inconsistent. So <laughs> So but you're just, trying. Right. So do, do things, people. Like, don't surround your life. Like, your life should not be dedicated, honestly, to any one thing. You need to have different facets of your life. Mm -hmm. Feel your life. So 
that when that person does come, there'll be an addition and not an everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And you're, don't you find yourself attracted to people that do different things? Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a woman, yeah. we like that. We wouldn't like a guy that just sat in the house and just went from work home and back we wouldn't like that so you know what i mean like it's the same thing. like where are your friends i gotta go where your friends <laughs> we, i got friends you need to find some too exactly <laughs> you know so we would we would want the guy to be active and in, in his little sports clubs or whatever like out the house living life so i feel like we should be the same way and not to say prince charming may not find you by delivering knocking on your door and delivering pizza but you know still go out live life have fun <laughs> so i'm glad you said that because i'm on like that same journey i'm in like a woman's like bible group kind of online mm -hmm. and one of our assignments was going on a daddy daughter date you know mm -hmm. the lord being our father going out mm -hmm. yeah so you know it's just spending time alone with god so i've been on that journey too and it is very because first of all i noticed with the pandemic i haven't even i haven't been dressing up wearing my clothes so i'm like uh-uh like you said right. i'm gonna like, put on some stuff and go out and sit so you know just even if i'm just gonna take pictures and create content you know at least i'm doing something getting out my comfort zone like i literally just went to the movies and i was the only person in the movie theater um american underdog it's a movie okay. about kirk warner he was a football oh, he is a football. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know how, like a good like uh inspirational kind of rags of riches overcoming kind of movie so oh, that's, that's why cool. i decided to go see i seen king richard too you know with serena williams and them oh yeah i saw that weekend it came out girl i'm at <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I went to the movie theaters and seen that. Like, and I actually like going to the movie theaters by myself. I know that when I get married and have kids, I'm just gonna probably tell my husband, like, stay with the kids. I'm gonna have my like mommy time. <laughs> right. Like, it's okay. I do not need y'all to come. I'm fine. Like, just I need mommy time. So doing things like that for yourself, like you said, I done ordered myself some flowers in the expensive kind too. <laughs> and had them delivered. You know what I mean? Like just to be an expectation as well. Like I want to start treating myself nice regardless of my uh, relationship status. So that's why I'm glad. I like what you said. Do things, do different things. Get outside your comfort zone and have fun. Please live your life. You know what I mean? If this now was a time, especially with the pandemic, how things are like kind of like slowed down a little bit and a lot of things are online. Sign up for that's another thing, girl. I was about to sign up for um a Spanish class, how to take Spanish at the local college up here, but the class got full. But nevertheless, it's so many things to do. Definitely still to speak Spanish. So yes. Right. <laughs> like I I never really paid attention when I had to take it in school. So I was like, you know what? This is the time. You weren't smart enough to realize that that could have so much more. <laughs> <laughs> but um i know somebody's probably listening to this and in the back of their mind they probably thinking like y'all sound desperate or y'all sound like <laughs> y'all sound like y'all are just covering up your unhappiness with all of this mm. you know things because a lot of people think that like a lot of people think when you are secure in who you are and being by yourself that you're lying <laughs> but i'm here to tell you just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not true exactly your perception is your reality everything we go through is our reality 
say for example there was a car accident if you saw it from one end your perception would be one thing happening and if i saw it from this end it would be another thing but our life is shaped by our belief system and most of the time when we have negative beliefs it's because something negative happened to us in order to create that negative belief Mm-hmm. So if you feel like every man you date cheats on you, it's because every man you have dated has cheated on you. But that's not the same for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you feel like people who are single are very unhappy because you grew up with a very bitter mother who told you that you need to get a man in order to be happy. And that's your belief system, because that's what you've seen your entire life. That's your belief. That's not mine. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to know that if you're feeling like this, just try it. Try mm-hmm. something new because what's your other option? <laughs> exactly. What's your other option? Because right. hey, you're going to sit here, you're going to be bitter, making fun of women who are actually enjoying themselves in their single season because I just came back from a trip by myself. Amen. <laughs> or you're going to jump into a relationship with your brokenness, with your negative beliefs, and end up unhappy still. Because you're not happy with yourself. So, I mean, it's a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's your choice, baby. It is your choice. And then maybe people feel like they're not strong enough or they don't want to, um, they don't want people to talk about them. Like, they don't want to be the focus of conversations. Oh, well, what do you mean? Maybe that's what it is. But I feel like, you know what I mean? bring it on because i know we know why we're doing this you know what i mean like you could do anything if you have the goal at hand you know what i mean so i'll sacrifice like being the one that don't got nobody for now but that don't mean that the story is over like it's it's a fork in the road like my story is going to keep going you know what i mean so you have to also remember like okay people are going to say some you know they may say something slick slide whatever but so be it. it's just words like that's what they say, but think about the promise and what God says, you know what I mean? So if it's something that you are believing for, husband, job, this, it can happen to you, you know what I mean? As long, Like you say, your beliefs shape your reality. And I'm glad you said that because you had me thinking. Like I remember um, my friend was telling me that she was talking to this one guy and she was just like, yeah, because he didn't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, he talking to me, he going to take me out. He may not take you out, but like, he gonna date me. So it's very, very true. Like, you know, just because your experience was one way does not mean that it's somebody else's yeah, way. You exactly. know what I mean? So and that's a great point that you made about um people feeling like they don't have the strength or whatever to be behind the scrutiny. People gonna talk about you regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've realized they're gonna talk about you doing good, doing bad. You might they're gonna talk, but I'm listening to um Judge Faith. Um her <laughs> book called Sis Don't Settle. Oh girl, it's good. It's good because I just needed just again about controlling what comes into my eye and ear gates. I just needed, yes, that book. (laughs) I just needed um to listen to someone because sometimes you feel like you're crazy because you have standards because most of the world doesn't. So (laughs) so in her book, she talks about how she went through the season when because she didn't get married until she was like what late 30s. 40 oh see yeah she was saying like people would say little stupid stuff to her like oh why aren't you single and she gave little things to say and the favorite one she said um when somebody was like oh why aren't you married she was like oh i'm sorry i didn't know i needed to be married like Mm -hmm. i didn't know that was a requirement (laughs) 
Exactly. And, and isn't it that funny too? After all the things she accomplished, y'all still yeah. trying to make is the you know what I mean? Like the, that should be the peak of her accomplishments, and that's just it's 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 nuts. It's really mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah, I I enjoy when people ask me dumb questions like that because <laughs> I just be like, I don't. I, I'm. I, you sound dumb. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, no words. I'll be like, and that's the thing. Why like, do why do you think that is my one? Why do you think that's my goal? Because mm-hmm. what if it wasn't? Mm-hmm. And then two, why do you think that's the thing that's going to complete me? Right. And you notice men don't never get this kind of pressure. It's okay for them to live their best life until they 103. And I'm not going to say nothing. They, nah, let me tell you what they do. They live their best life until they 60 and ready to settle down and then want to be at your line with them little dad jeans. Them <laughs> Jordan Jordan-ass jeans. <laughs> I'm wondering like, why they and really, And they dying alone up in these nursing homes because they ain't got no family and they done treated every woman wrong. Meanwhile, Brenda across the hall got her kids coming to see her every week. So- right. <laughs> and you see the pressure should be on them. You know what I mean? It shouldn't really be on the wa- woman because the man that finds a wife, like, so why you ain't finding your wife? There's a lot of them out here. You know, so I don't know why the pressure is on us. We can't go and propose to ourselves. Now, I know there are some women that may be watching this that may want to do that or have done that. But, you know, traditionally, what I'm saying is, like, you know, we have to get proposed to. So I'm going to just touch this subject and I'm not going to go in because I'll go in for weeks and days. <laughs> so right now, what I've realized, because I'm very analytical, is there is a war between black men and black women, mm-hmm. especially singles single Mm -hmm. black men and black women and everyone's pointing the finger women are blaming the men the men are blaming the women my issue with that is there's no unity in that Mm -hmm. if we would realize that we both want the same thing Mm -hmm. we both want love we both want respect we both just want even the validation amongst each other we both want it but because we're so focused on putting blame instead of finding a solution it's this mm-hmm. instead of this <laughs> if we can do this we'll be a bad race because yeah. you don't see no other race doing that mm-hmm. you, don't no, you don't see white folks arguing with their white women white Asian men arguing with their Asian women Spanish men you don't see that you only see it <laughs> in our culture and it's just really sad, but I'm hoping that this is an awakening because most of the time in order for things to be fixed, the tension must happen first. So I'm hoping that this is the tension that happens first in order for it to be done. Ooh, that's good. Because <laughs> I'm so sick of going into bookstores and going on audibles, which I love, and only seeing books dedicated to the betterment of women. That's why women are so much more self-aware, so much more emotionally intelligent than men, and so much more accountable because there are rarely books telling men what they need to do. But men love to tell us what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We can't tell men to do nothing. We can't even Mm -hmm. tell a man what to do with our own coochie. (laughs) (laughs) They want to tell us what we need to be doing. So yeah, that 
I, again, I can talk for weeks and days and months. I can talk for hours and hours. <laughs> no, but I get it. I feel like, yeah, the good people are missing out on each other some somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a war and it's it's a dumb war that we don't need. But anywho, it was great talking to you about overcoming um, single after 30. Ladies, you are not alone in, alone in this struggle. We are in this together, but we are keeping hope alive. And we are not going to stop living our lives, lives and being happy over being single. Mm -hmm. Have your moment. Get up. Dust yourself off like Aaliyah said and try again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell the people how they can follow you. Oh, well, you can follow me at Sinquetta. My name is like right there on Instagram. And oh. also, <laughs> and my name is everything on Twitter and YouTube. Sinquetta, you can find me. Spell so, it for the people who are listening. Oh, and for the people that are listening, it's S Y N Q U E T T E. Yes. And yes. that's it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Have a great night. Bye. Bye, guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.